What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning. Good morning. And it is hump day, money day. It is my favorite conversation of the week or one of at least. Simply because I think that there is such a big gap, especially like in the female community with regards to getting our relationship with money right. Cashola. 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 Now, you know, we, we've talked about this before, you know, the reason as to why, you know, people are scared to talk about money and why we actually chose to make it one of the primary topics that we talk about. Here's the thing. Money is a game, right? But if you don't talk about it, you're not being about it. And if you are not being about it, then guess what? If you ain't ain't playing the game, you're going to lose the game. And that's for sure, right? Wait, you can't lose a game. You're not playing. But I think because everybody thinks, we all think that we need money. We all want money. Then you're playing the game. It's a sport. But most people play the game wrong because they're uneducated about it. It is a sport. It's like trying to play chess with the rules of checkers. Oh, this yeah, make no that sense. won't work. Don't make no sense. That won't work. So y'all ready to play sports? Let's do it. So today we're talking about, you know, the concept of assets versus liabilities. Some of you guys might probably hate us by the end of today's topic, and that's okay. Um, I don't think so. But... But really, the point of today is to really open up your eyes um, so that you will be able to change the intention. Remember, um, you know, something that we always say with regards to any action that you take is that you want it to be intentional. And I truly believe because when people are either misinformed or uneducated, they either act without any intention or they're unaware of the intention, or even if they have a good intention, they might have the wrong action. And that could be devastating, you guys, right? Because let's face it, give me, give me a, an amen, high five, whatever emoji Hallelujah. you agree with. We all, work with really, we all work hard for our money. Wouldn't you agree? Like we all work hard for our money. We all make sacrifices in order to be able to, mm-hmm. um, you know, have more money, but why is only 1% of this country, you know, like well suited when it comes to their money and, the and, and the rest are not now. Yes, of course, like, you know, for, for some of these people who are in the 1%, it is a byproduct of generational wealth. However, you know, you know, relying on generational wealth in order to give you financial freedom is like, you know, hearing somebody say that you should marry a rich guy or a rich girl. And like, that's going to solve your problems, right? Like, I think it's like an easy way out. And quite frankly, every time I hear it, I get very pissed off. I think that, you know, if you live in the United States, 
then you have an equal opportunity to create your dream life as anybody else. And know that this is coming from an immigrant who came to this country at 18 years old, literally by herself. Okay, so know that nothing was given to me. Like I had to earn everything. And quite frankly, we're nowhere near close to where we want to be. However, after, you know, learning the money game for almost a year now, we've, we've seen a huge transformation in our lives. And, you know, since we are on a mission to transform so many lives and we see this gap, especially within our community, we obviously want to provide you with the resources so that you will be better suited to make, to have a plan for one, to have a plan, right? Um, to make better decisions and to hopefully like climb up the mountain with us right um so if you're ready for an uphill ride then go ahead and say amen 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 because we're gonna go uphill relying on anybody else is just a side note of laziness relying on anybody else for anything especially money is always a dead end because you have no control you have no control relying on somebody else for you to feel good about yourself means that you don't have control over that relying on somebody else to um, provide food for you uh, to lose weight for you to carry a relationship that remains good for you none of those things if you're if you're relying on anybody else you just completely forfeit control and then if you want to change it you can't so Though this is not a this is not a relationship conversation, That's but it's fun to not But it goes the same in saying like you need to be good with you before you can be good in a partnership, right? But you also need to be good with you before you can be good in a relationship with money. Your relationship with money has to be good for you to have control over it. There was a point that I was making. Otherwise. Today, we're going to be talking about assets versus liabilities. What is an asset? Okay, we're going to begin with definitions, but... What is an asset? I want them to answer. What is an asset? What is a liability? Okay, go. Or the question that I want to ask is, is your home an asset? Because that is the biggest misconception you ever. You just gave away an answer. Just what? gave it away. No, I didn't. The I biggest didn't. reveal of them all. I didn't. I didn't. So, so look... Unbelievable. Simply put, okay, in human to human language, before we go into proper English, but I, I will, I tell you the definition of it. An asset is something that makes you money. Okay. And I, a liability is something that costs you money. That's as simple as you can make it. However, according to the dictionary, an asset is anything that can be owned or controlled that produces positive economic value, AKA an asset is anything that makes you money. Okay. Um, a liability, like we said in, you know, regular human language is anything that costs you money. Okay. Um, McKenzie says valuable things or costly things. Mm. It's on the right track. A liability is according to the dictionary is a state or thing for which someone is responsible for, especially a debt of or financial obligation. 
Veronica said, oh, I feel like I'm back in business school. What's wrong with business school? What happened in business school that made your mouth sour? I think the problem with business school is that they're taught the theories, but because they don't apply to real life, like it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. I, I, I know. That. Yeah. Hopefully this is a better experience for you, but you know, this is just real life. This is not, this is the school of life. And these are important things to know if we want to have enough money to actually give ourselves the opportunities that fulfill our lives. So, and enough, I would say enough, enough, enough money is average, like financial freedom. Now we're talking, I know that like, you know, for you and I, financial freedom is the goal, right? To be able to do whatever we want, whenever we want with whomever we want. I say enough to live a life that gives you enough opportunities to be fulfilled, right? So that doesn't necessarily mean just enough, right? That means enough. Sure. So I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. She's, she's like the word police. Can you like pump the brakes for, for a second on my word, word police, careful. Um, but basically what I'm, what I'm saying, it actually, do you know what I'm saying? No, tell me what you're saying. I'm saying we all want more money so we can have more opportunities to be fulfilled. We're not even close. Then enough is great. I feel like most people don't even know why they want more money because most people don't even take the time to dream. And that's a problem. But I get it. I get it. You get it. Word police. I get it. I still think that that's an average way of thinking and Grant will say too. Now, I'm not saying that that is what you are intending, but yes, yes, we are on the same page. Okay. So I'm done. Okay. So, so if you're taking notes, um, you know, we really love to provide you guys with as much value as, po as possible, but if you're taking notes and at this point in time, you should grab a, a sheet of paper and draw line, a line down the middle. Okay. To the left, you're going to write assets to your right. You're going to write liabilities. Nicole to me, shut your mouth. Words become actions. It's true. Thoughts become things. Um, Good thing I was not speaking in regards to myself. I, I get it. Okay, so knowing that an asset is basically anything that makes you money, okay, and a liability is anything that costs you money, now we're going to talk about, for one, we're going to acknowledge the fact that what, what do you have more of? Do you have more assets? Do you have more things that bring you money or do you have more things that cost you money? Ideally, right? The most successful people have more assets than they have liabilities, right? A lot more, right? So like their, their asset sheet would be this long and their liability sheet will be, yes, they will have some liabilities, right? Because if you have assets, you do have some liabilities but they have a lot more assets than they do have liabilities. However, I feel like because people are not aware of what the definition of, of an asset or a liability is, most people have more liabilities than they think. They have more things that cost them money and actually add no value to their life. And why is that important? Because on one of our later conversations, we're going to be talking about the difference between payments and expenses. Uh, sorry, the, the difference between expenses and investments.
And if you guys don't know how to differentiate, you know, the, you know, assets from liabilities, expenses and investments, you're more likely to not take on opportunities in life that come at you and you're holding yourself back and you're more likely to stay stuck and also make the wrong decisions. Okay. Um, so I would love for you guys to tell me as you're writing things down, you know, down your, your asset, um, column and down your liability column, what are some things that, you know, like popped up in your head or, you know, that you have going on in your life, if you can write it down. So let's, let's give you guys some examples. A car. What do you think a car is? Is it an asset or a liability? What is a car? What? You're being like mighty quiet. What? I'm just waiting for when I have something good to say. <laughs> Liabilities, cars, boats. Veronica, you're right. Okay, Molly said. Also have to consider the size of each one. One asset could pay for a few liabilities. Yes, of course. Of course. True. It's the end dollar amount. Yes. And people who are successful financially. This is good. This is why this conversation is important. Okay, Beth, car is totally an asset. You can sell it. It can take you where you need to and it can and it can make you money. Here's the thing, Beth. The minute that you take the car outside of the parking lot, it loses value, okay? Also, you're responsible for it because you have expenses for it, right? Like you have insurance, unless it's a Tesla or an electric car, then gas payments, right? Like something goes wrong, you have a car payment, right? It costs you money to get it anyways, unless you use your car, right? Like as a service that makes you money, then a car is actually a liability. And it doesn't just count driving to work. Yeah. Yes, it serves you, but a car is a liability because it's costing you money, right? That's why, you know, our mentor, Grant Cardone says that, you know, if you get a car, like the goal when it comes to cars is to buy a car when you have twice the amount of money and passive income to pay for it. Okay, because it is a liability. Yes, it's convenient. It creates convenience for sure. But a car is a liability because it's costing you money each and every day, each and every month, each and every year. But um, Jerry said it depend, depends if you own or are paying on it. It doesn't matter if you it, own it, but there's repairs. It's costing you money. Yeah, a if car house, is a liability. If you own your house. Um, we'll get but it end. hasn't made you any money and you have had to fix it and you've paid the loan and you've only paid money for it. It hasn't made you anything. It is fully 100% a liability. Yeah. So cars, let's get this straight. Cars are liabilities. Bye Mandy. And the reason why this is important to talk about is because how many people do you guys know? And I bet you that, you know, at least 99% of you guys are in that category, like who made getting a car a priority before so many other things, right? Now I get it. A car provides you with convenience, a lot of convenience, right? Like it saves you time. It saves you energy. It saves you a lot of effort, but a car, costs you a lot of money. Like I remember, you know, when, when I came to this country and I was in grad school, right. And I lived off campus, 
and I just got into, you know, like my uh, positive relationship with my health and my body and fitness, the gym was literally 30 minutes away from where I lived, 30 minute walk. However, until I was able to like pay for, for, um, for the car that I had, the first car that I had, which was a 1995 Honda Civic. Um, I pay, I paid it all up front because I'm like, I don't want none of that monthly payment bullshit. I paid three grand for it. I think I was like 20, 23 years old. That's when I got my first car for, for $3,000. Um, but until I knew that I could pay for all of it, I was just like, look, it's my first car. Like all I need for it is to serve me. And I, like, I knew that there's going to be like a lot of expenses, um, on top of that anyways. So I made sure, right, that, I mean, until I made that a priority, which it took for me time to make it a priority, I walked to the gym, like even in the snow. And if you guys know me, like there is a reason why I moved to SoCal. Um, let's just say that I don't love the winter very much, though I think the snow looks pretty. Um, you know, I walked every single day to the gym 30 minutes each way. Like, you know, had I had a car beforehand, I would have saved so much time. Um, I would have been so much more comfortable, right? Um, but think about it, you know, and this is not to say that anybody is right or wrong. Really, you know, the point of this conversation is to just bring awareness. How many people, you know, do you know in your life who are concerned about the car that they drive yet like they have so much debt. To me, it just means that you are either uneducated, right? Or you're not disciplined with your money or perhaps both. All I know is that I see in the, in the United States way too many people, like 76% of the people in the United States are living paycheck to paycheck. Meanwhile, how many Beamers and like Mercedes do we see on the street? Like it doesn't add up. It creates their paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, like because of this 21st century um, way of living, unless you are educated, you're so much more likely to get yourself in debt. And that's why these conversations are important, right? Because guess what? Is debt a liability or an asset? Debt is the worst liability you can have. Depending because on the debt. True, true, true. Depending on the debt. This is very true. Depending on the debt. And I'm not talking debt. about old school loans. I, I think school loan debt is stupid too. But, I mean, that's simply because... Consumer debt. That's... Hold on. That's mostly because the people who have student loan debt are not using their degrees for anything. Yeah. Their degree was a liability. Yeah. And it costs them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> Consumer debt, for the most part, is a liability, though, right? Not all, all debt. All, I mean, all consumer debt, because you're just consuming. So right. you're consuming right. and you're paying. Right, right. The, but also, there's a difference between invest. Like, there's sometimes where I would recommend that you go and that you use money you don't have, even if it's not initially making you any kind of direct money. But that's the difference between an investment and an expense but it also could create debt yeah of course but that's why it's important to talk about liabilities and assets first but it can create consumer debt yes think about when somebody joins one of our like higher level programs right they may acquire debt right i wouldn't say that that debt is bad because it's improving the quality of your life it's not directly making you more money 
But if you're improving the quality of your life or you're learning something and applying it and utilizing it to your advantage to move yourself forward in life, that is a good investment in yourself. Now, like the school thing, if you invest in yourself and then you don't do anything with your degree and just useless to you, then that is, was bad, a bad investment. Let me ask you this. Everybody's at a different point in their, in their health and fitness journey. Your body right now, is it an asset or a liability? Think about it. That's a really great question. Is your body an asset or a liability? If you are taking any sort of medication, then guess what? Your body is a liability. It's costing you money every single day, every single month, every single year. Costing you unnecessary money. Yes. Because you could go to the doctor for preventative and you can do things to maintain your health, right? Buying healthier foods. And these things cost money. But when you're paying unnecessary money for things that could be avoided, that then becomes a liability. Right. And that is why I wanted to bring up this point, because when somebody joins the inner circle, though they, depending on their current financial status, they could get themselves in debt. They are working on, in their liability to asset sheet, have more assets than liabilities. So that's what makes it an investment because it's increasing your own net worth. It is. Right. Um, but, you know, if you are paying for procedures, um, you know, if you are, you know, paying for medications on a regular basis, that is all liabilities. Right. Even if you're having to take time off of work because you get sick often because you don't treat your body well, you are losing money because yeah. of that scenario. Right. You're not you're not able to go to work as much versus right. Um, you know. Let's say if you're healthy, um, you do not depend on any medications. Taking supplements, supplements are an investment, right? Because taking a supplement, right, like brings you more health. However, most supplements out there are shitty. So, you know, you have to be careful with regards to what supplement you're taking. But like paying for supplements, you know, is helping you to increase your net worth. Every time you're going to work out, you are increasing your net worth. Every time you're having a healthy meal, even if it costs you two more dollars than a McDonald's meal, guess what? You are increasing your net worth and therefore you're building up your asset sheet versus your liability sheet, right? You know, treating your body like a piece of crap is a liability. It's the worst liability you can ever have. Right? Because when you're not healthy, guess what? There's two things on the line. For one, you're being less productive. So you're not able to make as much money. If, you're, if your way of making money is to trade time for money, if you're on a, any sort of wage or salary or hourly payment, right? Then you are training, trading time for money. And therefore, the amount of work that you put in, right, will directly affect how much money you're getting. Right. But man, where was I going with that? Um, 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 asset body. Yeah. Oh, or if you're unhealthy too. Right. And guess what? You have less days in your life. I mean, by the end of the day, we're having these conversations about, you know, mindset and health and, and, and money and relationship. Why? Because life is a game. 
right? And, I, and I'm pretty sure that if you're watching this and if you're in our community, you're watching us because you want to improve your life in probably more than just one way. Step up your game. Right. So like health is everything. Like health is the foundation because health buys you more time on this planet. Also more energy, more productivity, right, more right, focus. Right, right. And that's why I was going with that. So like your body, is, is it an asset or is it a liability? Now, of course, we have the obvious, like, you know, credit card debt, bank debt, um, you know. Um, bank debt. I don't know, but I see it here as examples of liabilities. If you haven't paid the IRS, right, like all these are, are forms of liabilities. Student loans, that's a liability. Cars, houses, Cars, boats. houses. A house is a liability, you guys. The house that you live in right now is a liability, and that's why... It doesn't even matter if you still owe on it, or you, if you don't owe any more on it. It is still, unless it's making you money, unless every single month, right, like somebody's paying you rent, your house is a liability. But how many times, how many times do you hear people who like their biggest life goal is I want to own a home. I'm like, that is the worst goal ever. Some of you guys might hate me for this. And, and there's somebody who's watching it that I had this conversation with you last week, actually. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I, like, this is your personal goal. Like I'm going to respect it. However, we disagree with, with that. Um, you know, like owning a home is a liability. If you're gonna, if you're gonna drop that much cash on something, wouldn't you rather it make, make you, you money, money, right? Because think about it. So because we think very backwards, we think, oh, I'm going to buy a house. That's like the ultimate American dream or goal, right? Like, oh, I'll buy a house. I made it. I'm an adult. But if you buy a house, then you've just increased your expenses for something that's not getting you any, you've put yourself back. Right. So now if you were to have put that money into some kind of property where somebody else rents it from you and they pay down the mortgage, now we're talking because, I mean, of course, there's a lot that goes into this and there's a lot of things to consider. But if you're putting your money into something that much, especially because minimum, you're probably going to put down like 20 grand. Uh, maybe not, I guess, especially now with how like banks are trying to give money away but if you if you put that much money down to add then to your expenses you've now just took out a chunk of cash that you don't have you have higher expenses and nobody's helping you pay for it wouldn't you like rather buy a house and even if i'm just breaking even and not even profiting off the house at least somebody else is paying for the house that i own now i have an asset because if I were to sell that house after two years and the loan is paid down, you know, if it's like a 30 year loan and the house has been paid down for two of those years, I now I'm going to make money on it because the house is also appreciated. So now I have now I have extra money. I have an asset. I have a real asset that is adding to my net worth because somebody else is paying the loan I have from the bank by giving me rent. Jerry, we're not talking about flipping houses. We're talking no. about buy, buying a house for a home, not you being like a house flipper. Buying a, buying a house to live in. Yes. Buying a house for you to live in is a liability. Buying a house to have somebody else live in and pay down the mortgage is an asset. Do you guys even know what the word mortgage is? 
means. Mortgage, according to old French, right, is more or death, right? Like mortgage means death. It's like, okay, for the next for the next 30 years, you're going to pay so-and-so money every day. So like, you know, most, most people, right. Like, um, the, like keeping up with the Joneses lifestyle. Okay. I want to drive a Mercedes. I'm, I'm going to own a, um, a nice home, right. It's like before you get your paycheck, right. The IRS take, takes 40%, right. Unless you play, you play the 40% rule, which we'll talk about. We've, we've kind of touched up upon it before you have your car payment, you have your mortgage. What's left for you? Like wh where is, where is money to put aside towards investments that make you assets? See where I'm going with that? So houses are a liability. Okay. Well, let's talk about assets. We said your body can be an asset, right? If you're healthy, if it's, you know, if you're high energy, if you're a high performer, if you're able to get more shit done at your job, then, you know, other people can, um, or, you know, if you're a business owner and you can provide for yourself, then guess what? Your body is an asset. It works for you, not against you. But however, if you get sick frequently, if you have to take medications, um, you know, if you have to go see the doctor every so often and, you know, like I'm saying this with, with all of my loving care, of course, God forbid, like, you know, if, if you happen to have cancer or, or anything of that sort, then of course my heart goes out to you, right? Like, I'm not saying it in that sense. I mean, like, you know, um, conditions that have led you to be where you are because you just haven't taken care of yourself for decades, right? Um, like diabetes type two, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, like heart disease, that kind of thing, right? It doesn't happen by accident. Um, so your body, right? Like your body can be an asset. And I hope that if you're watching this and I, be and I believe that if you're in our community, then most likely your body is an asset or you're aware that your body is currently a liability and you want to change it around and make your body an asset. You want to make it work for you, not against you. Um, you know, if you're a business owner and your business is successful, guess what? Your business is an asset right? Um, it's working for you with you, right? Um, now, of course, if you're a business owner who doesn't work in the business, but on the business, then that, that is the ultimate, right? That's where like every business owner should strive to be, um, because you can leverage more time that way. Um, other assets, if you're in a relationship, is that an asset or a liability? Is the person that you're seeing bringing you value or is it bringing you or, or is he or she bringing you stress? Is it costing you energy? Is it costing you time and energy? Like are the only conversations that you have, like making you feel like shit and taking so much time out of your day when you could be doing shit or are you guys working in harmony towards something, you know, greater, bigger and bolder than yourself? Is it costing you emotional stress? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about this comment because it applies to many different things, but flipping houses is a huge liability. Veronica said you're, you are guaranteed a sale. I think it says you, I think it meant to say you aren't guaranteed a sale on those houses. 
Now, this goes with anything. It depends on how well you know how to play the game. Any investment you make has risk, but the question is how well are you able to manage the risk by how well you know how to play the game. Amen. So stocks, you can invest in stocks. If you don't know how to play the game, it's a huge risk. You can invest in real estate. If you don't know how to play the game, it's a huge risk. But I know people who have made a lot of money on flipping houses. It's not a liability. It's they're working for that money because there are expenses that go into it. And you're not guaranteed a sale on any house at any time. But if you stay on the market for long enough and the time is right and the right person comes around, it will, the property will eventually sell but it might not be right away. It's always a long-term game. Investing is always a long-term game. And it's like, uh, you know, investing in a property without knowing how to play the real estate game, without knowing all the expenses that are included, without knowing that you need to also potentially have a property manager, depending on how big the property is. If you don't run the numbers right, it's a huge risk. It's not guaranteed to be an asset, but you have to know how to play the game. And the better you know how to play the game, the less risk you actually have because you are less likely to make stupid investments. Exactly. So, um, you know, mortgage is a liability, but becomes an asset after I, I wouldn't even, uh, I wouldn't even say that because no. if you've paid for the entire house, the house now, if you've paid down a 30 year loan, the house now is old and it's costing you. You've got to replace things. You've got to repair things. You've got to maintenance. It's no. still costing you money. And even if you were to sell it, you like all the money you've put into fixing whatever has broken, you have to then consider, even though it's appreciated, did I still make back what I spent plus everything that I had to spend to fix it and repair it and maintain it? Not to mention taxes, which you never get back property taxes and all of that. So it's still liability and, and like anything, buying and building houses could be the best investment. It could be a shitty investment, but if you don't know the game, it's probably not gonna be very good. Yeah. So you gotta know the game in order to play it right, right? Yeah. Um, and that's with anything, right? When you pay rent, you're paying into something that you would never own. It's true. However, when you're paying for a house, even when you own it, it's still costing you money. Yep. Right? It's still costing you money. When you rent a if, home. If, you, if it snows on your house and it's 50 years old and the freaking roof caves in, who's going to pay for that? When you rent a house, you have freedom, right? Like you can leave and go like, you know, move across the state whenever you want. Right? Like when you buy a home, right? Unless it's one of your many homes, most likely you're going to be stuck there for the rest of your life. Aside from the fact that if you live in the same home for 50 years, then I guarantee you that nothing in your life changed, which means that you're limiting yourself with personal growth. And I think that that is the most expensive thing ever. Um, but you know, like, look, we can talk about houses for, for decades. Um, we get all of our information literally from the greatest financial guru. His name is Grant Cardone. And one of the best real estate investors. Yes. And, and, and we study under Cardone you because, um, 
Um, I'm not sure if you guys know, but like we are in his licensee program, which means that um, if you want, you we, we are happy to give you access to his seven day free trial to Cardone University, where we consume all this information from. Look, there's so many people who put out information out there and we, you know, um, when it comes to to health and weight loss, like we tell you that too, you want to pay attention to only one person, but you want to pay attention to somebody who has shown to increasingly become more successful throughout time. When I say throughout time, I don't mean over a year. I mean over decades, um, over economic cycles, right? That's the most important thing, the economic cycles. Who can last? Right now, we're going we're gonna to see who's swimming naked. Yeah. We're about to see who's swimming naked because shit is going this way economically yeah whether we want it to or like hearing that or not shit is going sideways not even sideways down there's going to be some some blood in the streets there already has been shit there are thousands of small businesses closing down you know and it's not to say that it's all their fault some are just in unfortunate positions in the unfortunate industries at this time so our heart goes out to them but even the people who are successful or have a lot of money or seem to have a lot of money, we're going to find out. Yeah. We're going to find out. And the ones who last are the ones you want to follow, the yeah. ones who you want to trust, the right. ones who you want to emulate. Yeah. What are they doing? Let me mimic that in my own style, my own fashion. Yeah. You have to pay very close attention to what is the source of information that, that you are consuming? Because the problem with the 21st century is that there's too much information out there and it's misleading. So like you just have to be consistent with one source and just, you know, follow along. And you know what? Like we chose to follow Grant Cardone for that reason, because he speaks the truth, the hard truth that I feel like most people um, are, are too sensitive to, to even want to comprehend. Which However, is why I love him. Yeah, the truth will set you free. And that's why we have massive respect for him, right? Like, again, we do not consider ourselves financial gurus or relationship gurus whatsoever. We know that when it comes to health and fitness and weight loss, that is definitely our area. However, by the end of the day, we are all students, okay? If you actively keep on learning, right? And at the end of the day, you and I are very self-aware and have this ability to dissect and analyze why we're thinking the things that we're thinking and why we're behaving the way we're behaving. And so in a relationship, we can dissect and pick apart and discover why it is that things work really well and why things don't work so well and then transfer all of that to you. So though we're not uh, experts in a sense that we've helped a bunch of people improve their relationships, we can dissect. we We don't... Right. We can dissect by watching other people and by looking within and saying, like correlating certain things and picking apart why certain things are going well or why somebody responds a certain way. And then also the ability to take ownership and say, what's my fault? Even if it's maybe not my fault, what could I have done better in this situation? And so what makes an expert is there some that says like so many number of hours of experience? Yeah, I, I think that's bullshit. Uh, but 
you know, if you can prove success long term, yeah, regardless of what's going on in your life, you can help other people do so. Yeah. Divorce, economic cycles, whatever. If you keep on going up, then you are successful. Um, but you know, that's for each and every one of us to define for themselves. Um, so, you know, I really hope that today's conversation brought some awareness, um, with regards to what are your assets and what are your liabilities, right? Um, but the question is like awareness is step one, like, okay, you can be aware, but if you don't take the next step, then guess what? Most likely things are going to stay the same or get worse unless you, you know, go out of your way to take action. So, you know, what you need to ask yourself now, and this is what I'm going to ask you is what are you committed to doing? Are you committed to increasing your asset sheet? And if so, what does that require of you to do next? I want to say one more thing I just thought about. Yeah. I believe that it was Andrea Ramos that said when you're, when you buy, you're paying to own something. And when you rent, you're paying to not own anything. But when you rent, somebody else is paying to fix all the shit. Yes. And you're not. Yes. Every time shit goes sideways in our house, the property manager. Yeah, we say, hey, come fix this. Guess what? That saves time, which is also currency. That saves energy, which Mm -hmm. is currency. And that saves money. Now we understand also when you pay a rent, you're paying more than the mortgage. Because if the investor of the home, the person who owns the home that we rent, if they're smart, then they don't spend that extra money and they save it for when shit needs to be repaired. That way it's not coming out of their own pocket. It's if I can make a little bit of cash off of this, but also have enough to pay for whatever goes wrong, I'm still winning. So, but then we're winning because we don't, we, if we're going to own something, we'd rather own something that somebody else is paying for. And then eventually over time, you can get another one and another one and another one. And then your own rent is paid for even if you're renting. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So remember this, now that you have awareness, what are you committed to? And get real with yourself. You could be committed to staying in the same place and that's okay. But don't expect things to change for the positive. Like for real. So if you want things to change for the positive, ask yourself, what am I committed to? And the next question that you need to ask yourself is, okay, now that I'm aware of that, what do I have to do next? It's going to require some sacrifice. Nothing changes if nothing changes. That's that for today. I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation and I hope that it brought you more clarity and awareness with regards to, you know, just like real life operations and just help to bring things into perspective. Tomorrow, um, we do have our relationship conversation and want to talk about the emotion. Yeah, today, so you may have heard of the InMotion Challenge. We're going to do 21 days of movement. There is an app that you can download. It's called Team XND, and we're going to record what we do each day for 21 days. Uh, You can do that just simply for free. Just download the app. Uh, Make sure that you announce that you're doing the challenge in our Facebook community. Do we have a poll? Tammy, did you drop a poll? We can. That says... Who's in? Who's in? Who's in? Who's in? Who's in for free? Who's in for the money? Who is not in yet? But 
there's also an opportunity, yes, for you to be in for some money. There's going to be a $1,000 uh, opportunity for somebody at the end of the 21 days. So what happens is every single Monday, X Endurance chooses a winner for a $1,000 prize after they have completed the 21 days. And if they have purchased a motion box or a victory pack, a wellness pack, or a performance pack, but the motion box gives you... Um, I think the most bang for your buck in regards to what products you get for the price point. So we do have links that we've been dropping for you guys to get those. Um, and if you purchase and you complete all 21 days at the end, that very next Monday, they're going to choose a winner just like every Monday for a thousand dollars. And the more people we have eligible for that grand, the more likely it is for it to be somebody in our community, and I really want them to know who the who we are. So you you understand that better, but do you think that more than one person from our community can actually win a grant? Because what if somebody buys this week and somebody buys next week? It's when you after you finish. Oh, so because it's everybody finish. finishes together. Mm -hmm. But if you love the motion box, you can do it as many times as you want. Yeah. You know, if you love it, you're going to get it anyways, and you move all the time anyways, and you want to log it into your thing, even if it's a 20 minute walk, you can, as long as you log it, you can do the motion challenge as much as you want. Put that motion box on auto ship, get yourself some extra bonus bucks, do it every, every single 21 days and you'll be eligible every single week. And get free product too. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, the reality is, is that, you know. Doing the challenge is completely free. Now, if you want to be eligible for the thousand bucks, then, you know, there's, there's a low price point. Um, and you're obviously going to try some really, really high performance products um, that we support all the way. Um, oh, also today is the last day where if you purchase a motion box, you get free CBD sleep, which is over a $70 product in itself. And I've used it and I love it and I continue to use it. So... If that's any kind of incentive or you're like, shoot, I could get four product, get an extra full product today if I if I get it, then great. You know? Yeah. Um, but, yes. but either way, we hope that you join us for the challenge because we know that, you know, 21 days of at least 20 minutes of movement is going to increase your net worth when it comes to your body. So I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation and that, you know, you gained at least um, one new thing from it. As always, if you're watching this on YouTube, then do us a favor and in three, two, one, please hit the subscribe button so that you can see every time we drop a new video, which is basically like five days a week. Um, you know, if you learn something new from it and you, and you feel like this was really valuable, then please help us to share the love because it, it's obviously clear that people are just unaware of what our assets, what our liabilities. And guess what? Awareness is step one with regards to creating change. So, if you love some people who know that, you know, they need help, then just share it with them. Good things are meant to be shared and what, and that's what this show is all about. Um, we hope that you guys have a beautiful hump day and that you get over the hump and keep climbing with us. We will see you tomorrow at 6.30. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. 
And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Aaron and Sarit.